0: Yes, people, what's going on? It's Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How you doing? How's it going? voice is a bit gruff, because this is the sound of two days of drinking, really. Uh, Friday, I was up in Silverstone. Silverstone for the Grand Prix. Um, Not not for the actual race. For the practice, as it goes. It's alphabetical, PQR, practice, qualifying, racing. Friday, was practice, and I was there for practice, because I work on the project that built the hotel that's right next to the track. So it was there for a exclusive launch party on Friday. And uh, yeah and, and I and I drank like um like I've like never seen alcohol before. And then yesterday, uh Saturday I was in uh I was in Wokenham. Wokenham. You know those places where you've never fucking heard of it's only until your mate moves there then you realize oh this is a town this is a place i didn't know this was a a real place so um yeah i was in woke of them yesterday so if you saw something that looked like me in woke of them that was me but yeah um and this morning just got back in the car stayed at my friend's house back home try to get into my house i was trying to be a responsible man trying to be a good husband good father you know don't just sit in my hangover all day get home and then uh try to open the front door front door's only locked isn't it it's bloody locked you know little chain lock which means my wife has not been downstairs this morning now look on the monitor zadie's asleep in a in the cots, so I was like, it, I'll just do the pod. I'll just do the pod before I get in. But how are you doing, people? How's your week been? How's, how's my week been? My week's been all right, like I said. i tell you what I've been doing. I'm a gig this week. I've just been just, just lazy. Um, I mean, I don't even know what's been going on the news safe and take a note of anything, I think I noted down one thing I wanted to talk about this week, that everything else is just going to be me just chatting nonsense. Literally nothing has... Inspired me to talk strikes. That's what I've been talking about. That's all. That's all I noticed. Strikes. Uh, there's more strike action being proposed, uh, but not by the working class scum who operate the trades. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's barristers and medics. who are talking about striking. Now, here's the thing. I ain't hearing the same vim for them. Is it because they, they, they're your middle classes? They, they speak with the received pronunciation. They speak properly, that BBC English. BBC, I mean British Broadcasting Corporation. Not... Big black cat! No. You know what I mean? It's, it's because they've, they've got the right voice, the right look. Why now we have to actually listen to their... Their... Uh, their appeals, you know? Do you listen to those now? Whereas when it's the working class scam, wanting more money. Basically, I think it's Dane Baptiste, he calls it placism. And it's about knowing your fucking place. Transcends race and stuff. It's, a, it's like a mixed in race, class, gender, sexual, it's all of it, it's just placism. Know your fucking place. In the sense that if you ever tried to get out of your place out of your station, out of your box. If it's not the person keeping you in the box, it would be someone who's in the box with you, that, you know, that crab in a barrel mentality, that where are you going? You think you're better than us and it's placism. We're wired. We've got this subconscious programming that goes into our heads, where it just says, No, you your fucking place, mate. And the moment one of us from any group tries to get out of our place, immediately, kind becomes of this media wave of people not liking you. Lewis Hamilton, great example. Yeah, know your place. People don't know it. Like let's, uh, let's let's not let's not um, hype it up in the sense of there are a lot of people that love Lewis Hamilton, black, white, whatever, they love Lewis Hamilton. But I find there's a lot of people who don't like Lewis Hamilton, and when they don't like Lewis Hamilton. It's, it, it's maybe one in five have like a, a reason that it's like I hear that in the sense of he's won too much and you know I I I back the underdog that happened with me and Schumacher he didn't use like Schumacher when Schumacher was racing because he won too much I want someone else to win I hear that fair enough I have that one maybe you're not from the UK so I'm Italian I, I want Ferrari to win cool brilliant that makes sense to me cool but it's like there's some British people. British, love Britain. Britain, Britain's the best. British people, British people, British racing driver, like British racing teams, British drivers. But fuck Hamilton. And it's that. It's like, wait, why don't you like Hamilton? And there's this placism thing. It's ah, no, he go, he's all banging on about those social issues. What? Banging on. You mean banging on? He's literally someone with a platform who's talking about issues in the world. All right? It's very easy to just be rich and just be in your bubble, but he's like, no, no, I'm talking about these issues that affect not me personally on a direct level. You know what I mean like Lewis Hamilton's racism is, you know, a Nelson Piquet, calling calling him I don't know what he called him. Did it really hurt Lewis Hamilton? Probably not. Lewis Hamilton can just carry on with his life. But it's gonna affect black people who don't have all the the trappings, all the, all the money that Lewis has, right? The protection. So he, I'll talk about that. He's talking about these social issues. But here's the thing. There's a lot of people who, who are below Lewis in this world still think Lewis needs to know his place. Mate, it's almost like that racism that you're hearing is a reminder to let you know you should be fucking grateful you're here. Seriously, that's the, the energy people give off. I just don't like Lewis. I just don't like him. you do not like him for? I just don't like him. Something about him. Is it? Cool. Yeah, I don't know. He's just like the, the piercings. Piercings, that's why you don't like him. Piercings. Let, um, they don't like his piercings. They don't like his tattoos. Meanwhile, they're spending over 200 quid to go to a bloody concert to see some old 70-year-old rock band with guys with piercings and tattoos. Piss off. Shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a kiss reunion gig. Iron Maiden. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Guns and roses. They're going to see these guys full of tattoos and bloody piercings. Yeah, but Lewis don't really know something about him. <laughs> so shut up. Shut the hell up. But that Nelson P.K. thing is a, is a bit crazy. I don't know what word he said. What annoys me, Bill Burr is a bit about it is uh, the stories I heard was, you know, he called him the N-word, right? The N-word. Now, we all know what the N-word is. And then, look, from further reading, it's not the N-word. It was an N-word, but not the N-word. Apparently, called him the Guinhos. which is Portuguese for little black, like, small black. Now... It's one of those colloquial ones where it's like in Brazilian Portuguese, it's just a, it's just a nickname, you know, like how uh, Suarez and Cavani had Negrito, which means it's small black, and it, it doesn't and it is not offensive in in their language. Now, you can argue on the level: is it offensive just to refer to someone as the little black man um, when you know his name? You can argue on that level, right? But culturally, if if it's a thing that is just accepted, you know? If it's a thing that's accepted. Um then is it as offensive, you know? I don't know. I don't know if it's offensive. It, here's my thing. Here's how I, I would defend Nelson PK. I'll defend him in the sense of he's Brazilian talking on a Brazilian platform, speaking in Portuguese, therefore he can use words that are culturally acceptable in that language if he was like in the uk and he used that word speaking in english then like mate he, like what well, cavani when cavani bloody posted negrito on his instagram people would throw him in the bin he was like i didn't know that was an offense that was offensive here uh, it's not offensive where i'm from but i'm sorry there you go quick move on yeah if you're suarez and you're calling a black person in an argument it then starts feeling a bit a bit spikier, right? And the same way with Nelson Piquet, in the sense of, I defend him in the sense of he's speaking Portuguese on a Portuguese platform, or Brazilian platform, cool. But then when you're talking about your daughter's boyfriend and being in a, talking about a racing incident, and uh, there's a crash, and you're angry at the incident, and then you refer to him as the little black man. It then gets a bit more spicy, doesn't it? It's a bit more spiky, a bit more spicy. It's a bit different. You know what I mean? If you're just talking in a jovial way, yeah, I love Lewis Hamilton. I love the little black man. Seven world Champions, What a legend. If you say like that, then he's like, oh, it doesn't really sound that bad. But he's just like, this guy caused the crash. It's his fault. And then he caught in a little black, but it's like, hmm, okay. It's a bit different, isn't it? But I don't know. I, mean, I was talking to my friend yesterday about it. I didn't read Lewis Hamilton's comments, but he said, basically, Lewis Hamilton said, look, you just need to stop giving old people these platforms. And he's not saying that in the sense of old people need to be quiet. He's saying it in the sense of, take your grandparents, take your parents. Do, would you want them to be able to broadcast their thoughts and opinions to the world? Six million percent no. Not because your mum or dad's a cunt. (laughs) Yeah, it's not because your granddad and your grandmas are assholes. It's not that. It's the simple thing that they're old and they say old people things. Yeah? Listen, my family Jamaican. They think it's totally appropriate. Uh this is Naomi's family, so they think it's totally appropriate. The moment my beard gets a bit too long. Hey, you look like um, the, the one of the Muslim them. What? One of the Muslim them. Watch out, you're going to go to the airport and you're looking like one of the Muslim them. Listen, I know what they mean. In a conversation within our house, would I want any of these old people who I'm related to to be tweeting that? On a podcast, in an interview? No. No. When I make it, not if I make it, when I make it, if you interview my mum, just ask her, are you proud of Darren? That's it. Don't ask her anything about world issues. I beg you, do not ask her about world issues. To her. my mum is savvy enough just to kind of shake her shoulders and her head and go, oh, I, I don't know. That's what she'll say. Oh, I, I don't know. That, that, that Don't press her. Because she will say something wrong. Cause my mum's bloody seventy years old, <laughs> right? So it's that thing. It's uh, again, I'm not defending uh, Nelson Piquet, but it's a thing of once you get to a certain uh, age, we can't be putting microphones in front of these people. It's just a different generation. It's a different thought process, and they're just going to say the wrong things. Just they just are. They're not gonna say the right thing. They're just going to they're just going to be wrong. It's that simple. Yeah? So we need to stop putting microphones in front of these old people. Just, just imagine it. Really think about your grandparents or your parents. Oh. I know some people can't stand being around their grandparents around Christmas time because they just say just the most horrendous things. But it's like, give your grandparents the blhe. They get to certain age, just don't give a shit, man. Like, when it comes to races and stuff, it's like, there's only like four races in their heads. You know what I mean? You're some kind of African, you're some kind of Chinese, you're some kind <laughs> The white man, him. The white man, him. Some kind of Chinese. Chinese man. Like he's from Japan, Mum. That's what me said. Chinese man. That's it. He just it don't care. So like, why, why? Why are you trying to give me all this extra information? Because I'm Jamaican. It's like right, Jamaica, There's a bit more diversity in the Caribbean in the sense of Jamaica than the other islands. That's it. Jamaica, the other islands, the white man, the Chinese man, the Indian man. Uh, an African. That's it. That's everyone else in the world. You'll, you'll, you'll fall into one of those categories. Don't try to tell my mum and her friends that you're half Italian and half Greek. She don't give a shit. <laughs> no, she don't care. My generation, yeah, we, we, we want all the information. We want your bloody 23 and me. Oh, you're just 4.2% Portuguese. amazing. Yeah, you know I mean? We want all of the information. My mum's generation, no, 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 You're Chinese. He's like, no, nah, I'm actually half Vietnamese and half Sri Lankan. My mum's going to be looking at you like, that's nice. So you're Chinese. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm joking. I'm doing my mother a disservice. She's, she's not that ignorant. Um, right, what else are we going on? In the world, in the world. Um, I mean, I've touched on Louis Hamilton. I've, I've touched on... Um, on bloody strike action. Uh, I've said my week. Um, my weight loss journey as well. I finally got an eight in my weight. Right? So when I came... I did tell you guys last week, I'm not sure. I came out from a holiday. I was 945 kilograms yeah that made that made me a heavyweight i'm not a fighter that made me a heavyweight boxer that means if i got sanctioned for a fight i'm in the ring with anthony joshua tyson fury Deontay wilder anyone who's met me and can see my frame i am not i should not be anywhere near a ring with those guys i my frame says i should be with light heavyweights or super middleweights yeah that's who I should be in the ring with, my frame. But I've just got massive legs and a massive arse. And that's the annoying thing, when I put on weight, you can't see my weight. So what happens is I'll just look in the mirror and be like, I'd look alright. And what and the problem with me is my weight, it, it goes like my thighs, my bum. If you, I get love handles, but my love handles are terrible in clothes, but when I'm naked, it looks fine. It looks like I've got the you know, the V, the cuck lines. That's what it looks like I've got. It, it, but I haven't. I'm, I'm fat. I'm just spreading wide. So after the holiday, I was like, right, I'm weighing myself again. Uh, when we was going through like our fertility stuff, I obviously had to get my BMI to like the acceptable NHS levels, which meant that I got down to... seven. And I remember them going, oh, yeah, BMI's good. And I did all my health insurance and stuff. But, be, oh, your BMI's good. Lowered my premium. Nice. Which meant I was 79 kilograms. Which when I look back, I like, that's too light, I can't be 79 kilograms. But I've made that my target. Basically, I'm, I want to get down below 85, and then I don't mind fluctuating between 79 and 85. Like, that's gotta be my that's my range there. Uh, and that's where I need to be down. I'm currently uh so I set the target of give myself three months, 12 weeks to lose, get down from 90 four let's round up to 95 to 79 so i'm currently at 89 now so i'm ahead of schedule i'm 89.8 so 90 really so i'm gonna keep on just chipping away at the weight and stuff um and that's it that's it one of the tricks is to stop drinking alcohol but i've spent these past two weekends drinking Not the past weekends, past two days drinking, so you need to get back into the gym, don't be a fat prick, and that's it, that's it really, because it is my thing, I'm going to be real with you guys, I just don't want to die, ever, (laughs) but no, my dad died at 49, when I was bloody 8 years old, it's like, I've got to live longer than that, you know what I mean, so it's, t- it's two milestones there. One, I've got to live, I've got to live past Zadie's eighth birthday, and I've got to live beyond forty nine. Which at forty nine would mean Zadie would be fifty. Wait, 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 wait. How old was I when she was born? Thirty three. she so should be she oh, should be sixteen at forty nine. 16. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not trying to die when she's 16. You know what I mean? She had a good life and it just goes off the rails just before a GCSE because her dad died. I can't be that guy. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. right. right. Let's get it some dear, dear drink. I'm, I'm getting hot in this car, man. I'm getting hot. I'm going to go get a drink for somewhere, like a water because this front door's locked and I'm assuming my wife is asleep. That's why. Um, I'm literally typing in Tesco because I'm so desperate for a drink, but it's not where it wants. Right, dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre, I'm obsessed with tracking down women my husband has had secret sex with. Dear Deirdre, I've become obsessed with tracking every woman my husband has cheated with. Okay. Um, it's been devastating seeing all the different women, but I can't help myself... Sp- And spend hours tracking them down online. Fair enough. Uh, I generally thought we had a great relationship and sex life. Um, Listen, these cheating dudes and cheating women have great sex lives. Because their sex drive is so mad. That they will give their partner the tings. But they've got so many tings. They have to give it to everyone. You know what I mean? Where, you know us regular schmegler guys aren't cheating this is like you might get the tings next week <laughs> you know what i mean it's like and when i go out i i don't want to give it to anyone else because i'm i'm tired that's it them ones but um Anyway, I genuinely thought we had a great relationship in sex life. Now I'm questioning everything. My judgement, our relationship, who he really is. I'm 38, he's 37. We've got two young daughters, aged 10 and 8. He stupidly left a tab open on his tablet. And when I picked it up to put it on the side, I got the shock of my life to see he'd logged onto a pickup website. The next day, I went through the messages and felt ill as I saw... For myself, he'd been messaging multiple women for sex. He had even rated them afterwards. And while I lay asleep beside him, was planning another hookup. The real kicker was we just had really good sex. In your eyes, no. <laughs> for the past couple of days, he sat at work. No, oh, so while he's at work, I go through his tablet and have started to track down these women. They're all completely different. There are some in their fifties, some in their twenties. Man, so the madness! Listen, women. Because a man's with you, doesn't mean you're his type. I think men, we generally have less of a type. I think women, uh, women like, they won't, men, here it is, men are more able to have like a unanimous decision amongst their group to say she's fit, she's nice. Whereas women will do a thing of, mm, no, yeah, I, I can see how he's attractive, but he's not my type. He uh, my f- he would be good for my friend but not for me that like, I don't like guys like that. And then he asked him like, "What do you mean?" He said, I don't like guys who are too built. I don't like guys who don't go to the gym. You know what I mean? I don't like guys who are too tall. I don't like guys who are too short. I don't. You know what I mean? They've just got all these different. I don't like bald guys. I don't like beards. I like beards. I like. So they women have got all these different things, and then they they will have a type, and it will just be for them. Whereas men are like, I mean, I'd smash her. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's it. We, we don't really have a type. We can generally extract the good lookingness out of any woman we see. Like me, I, I can look at, like I said, old ginger woman, white ginger, pale skin, like pasty, A4 paper. Printer paper, white. Yeah? Ginger. I can look at that. And they go all the way to the other end. Dark. Dark. I'm talking Sudanese. Dark. And like, and hair could be short, bald head. Body shape, curvy. Could be skinny. If he just fits that woman, yeah, she's fit. I'll do that. Listen, so many men. Let's be honest, men. We've 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 all been with women that we, if on a cold light of day, we would rate no more than a four. <laughs> but we've been there, and we'd do it again because we just don't have a type. So, when it, so now, if you're, the people you've slept with have just been catalogued, or you've cheated on your mission, and they're just there to be seen, your wife or your partner will have an absolute shock when they see the type of person you've got with. Whereas I think if women cheated, the guys almost look like identikit guys. Like, you just roll them out. They come from the same factory, these guys. So I think that's what's the shocker for her. She's like, what is this? Yeah, they're all completely different. Some are in their 50s, some are in their 20s. He's been with overweight women and skinny ones. I've been tracking them down through their social media profiles. and found that one is a really senior bank manager, another a farmer's wife. I've tracked down 14 women in total and I don't know what I'm going to do with this information. Jesus. I suppose I'm trying to work out what all of these women have that I don't. They have other vaginas. You just have your vagina, love. That's it. Don't kill yourself trying to work out what these women have and you don't, because there's nothing. There's nothing special. it's is it is NAS, isn't it? Ain't no pussy like new pussy. That's it. That, that's, that's all it is. So you're gonna try to you're gonna kill yourself trying to work out why this man is cheating on you, and you're trying to make it about you when it's literally nothing to do with you. Your guy's just an animal. That's it, he's just an animal who cannot or doesn't want to control himself. So you just gotta make your decision whether you're gonna stick with him or not, but trying to work out what's wrong with you, guess what, the maddest thing is if you asked him, he probably says you're the best looking one out of all the women. That's it. Very rarely men cheat and they upgrade. It's almost like an unwritten. It's, it's, it's probably it's pretty rude, isn't it? You can't cheat on your missus with someone better than your missus. Otherwise, you'd be with that woman. You got to cheat. If you got to cheat, you cheat with someone who's worse than your missus. So then you can always go back home and you're happy. Cheat with someone better than your missus, then that's a full blown affair. You probably end up having, right? That's that's the guy who's sleeping with his secretary and all that shit. But here we go. My husband doesn't realise that I've discovered this secret, but he knows something is wrong as I won't let him touch me. I want to contact these women to hear from them what it was all about. I'm so hurt. Listen, like I said, I've told you what you need to do. You confront your husband about it and you only confront him if you decide deciding you're leaving. You're going to confront your husband for him just to go, yep, that's what I did. What are you going to do about it? She's like, can we work it out? And he's like, yeah, right, I'll just change my password on my laptop now. You don't want that? Maybe you do. I don't know. You need to work out what you want. Oh, anyway, next one. Oh. I'm not laughing. Girlfriend keeps putting me down and taking jabs at my weights. Dear Deidre, ever since my sister-in-law got a new boyfriend, my girlfriend has been putting me down non-stop and humiliating me in front of my family and friends. She started calling me (laughs) Tubbs, grabbing hold of my love handles and cupping my moobs. Mate, get rid of all that shit. That's it. She's trying to fat shame you into the relationship because if you don't take this fat shaming and you just become fatter, she will leave you. Or you'll get really insecure when she talks to a man that doesn't wear a bra. anyway, you got fucking boob sweat. I'm 27, she's 26, her sister's 24, her new bloke's 29. He's a good-looking guy and works out at least three times a week. She's never seemed to mind about my excess timber before, but since this new guy's turned up, she's only ever, she only ever criticises. Yeah, mate, she's seen him. Like He's diet coke, man. He took his top off. There's sweat just dripping between his pecs and his abs. And she didn't even know. But she just caught herself. She's like, oh my God, I'm staring at this guy with my mouth wide open. And he's there, kind of, he's clocked her, he's just laughing. He's now walking into the, uh, the dinner at your girlfriend's parents' house thinking, I could smash your missus, my missus and their mum. I can even smash their dad. That's how hot I am. And you're there like, could you pass me the potatoes, please? More potatoes. <laughs> Just don't be a fat prick. You don't need to be as ripped as him, but listen, if you don't have moves, then your missus can't cup them. That's it. I know when Naomi starts pinching my fat, I get really angry and upset about it. But what I'm really angry and upset about is the fact that I'm fat enough for her to do that. That that's what kills me. That that's 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 the one that's killing me. Oh, I just realised why. Right, that's why. That's why, mate. You just turn up outside my house. Let's let's pause the pods so I can answer the phone. Yes, people. We're back with pods. Do you know what time it is now? when I was, you saw when I had to stop recording, I was at, I think it's about 11am, it's now 11.30pm. <laughs> so sorry if my tone's different, my voice is different, I've been chatting all day, and this is the time I've got back to the pod. So anyway, I can't remember what did I was reading before, but <clears throat> we're moving on. Go to this one now, Mind the Gap, I'm 68. And recently widowed, but I've fallen for my younger next door neighbor. How young? I said, dear dear, i have fallen for my next door neighbor, but can't decide if he's if he is only leading me on. I'm sixty eight year old recently widowed woman, while he's forty two. He's single, and I've known him for several years. I mean, there's not many hot sixty eight year olds, so he might be on the fetish thing. but you he might be you might be smoking. I see. Um, he's been very kind to me recently and visited me regularly in the hospital. Uh, looked after my cat. And yeah, he wants to look after your other cat, darling. Go on, Beryl. Um, looked after my cat and also did a few odd jobs. Yeah. Sometimes I think he's flirting with me, but then he'll ignore me in the street. Yeah, so he he, he likes you. <laughs> so... It's either you're reading this rug or he's ashamed he likes this old lady. Um, he, I've invited him over a, a few times for a cup or a glass of wine, but he never turns up. Or uh, maybe he doesn't fancy you. Maybe he's just your neighbour, and maybe he just does nice things to you because he's a nice person. Then when you become a creepy old lady, saying, "Do you want me to come on for a glass of wine?" And he's like, "No, no effort, just, just fix your, just took leaves at you." guttering that's it just, let's just leave it there yeah <laughs> I don't think I'm any uh, more to him than friends but I can't get him off my mind um, I'm old enough to know better than to feel like this do you know what it sounds like it sounds like you're missing your dead husband that's what it sounds like and um, maybe she's just drawing like a I don't know a bridge club something like that Play play some lawn bowls. You know, go to a craft fair, something like that. But don't try to bang your neighbour who doesn't want to bang you. Because if this was the other way around, you were a sixty eight year old man trying to get rid of this forty two year old female neighbour, you'd be like you creepy old man, leave it alone. So yeah, maybe you've just been a creepy old lady. That's all. <clears throat> Is there any more here? Um, any more for any more? Do you want one topic I haven't spoke about on the pod, which I was meant to talk about, because it was all over social media this week. Oh, McDonald's gate. If you ain't seen it, it's the video of a man delivering McDonald's uh, for his son, for his kid, um, and his to his ex. And she's like, no, you keep on turning up with McDonald's just for your kid. I've got three other kids. You need to even bring them all mcdonald's or no one gets mcdonald's and he's like look <coughs> what are you talking about they're not my kids you know they're your kids you get the mcdonald's I look after my kids where are their dads i'm bringing my son mcdonald's he's like he can't eat mcdonald's in front of his brother and sister and they have none he goes all right bring them out to the car then we'll eat it in the car she's like no so that was the debate online, should he be looking after these other kids, he was with her, um, his kids the youngest, um, he did when he was with her, he did take care of those kids apparently, and now they spit up he doesn't care anymore, is he right, is he wrong, my thing's this, why don't you just take your kid out and then you can give them at times then. I mean because it is kind of dreading it making them eat McDonald's in front of their siblings I mean there must be rivalry right if you're like kids and you're growing up around similar but you have all got different dads No, like, you you must grow up with oh my dad's the best dad out of <laughs> all your mum's exes my dad's the best one I guess the kid whose dad's currently there will always feel like they're winning you know one of your dads is your mum's ex one of your dads is actually your mum's current husband or boyfriend you like yeah winning but they're all exes you know one of them just doesn't turn up on a Saturday the other ones always does it's like yeah it's flipping rough isn't it but yeah the McDonald's thing was just like um, such a <coughs> non-argument for me I don't think he needs to be bringing McDonald's for all the kids though. Um I wonder what what level of gift is he allowed to just give to his kid in front of the other ones. To this to this woman. You know, like he here is the like, I bought him a pen for school. She's like, Did you give the other kids pens? He's like, No. No I did not. You know? Like, or as that kid, you've pissed off so that you're gonna be dragged out to the level of these other kids whose dads don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's a crazy one, right? But yeah. No, that's why um Yeah, that's though. That, I don't know. Anyway, do I'll do one more do one more dear Deirdre because that was uh that was boring to end the pod on. So dear Deirdre, my husband broke my heart when he cheated on me with childhood crush and I'm worried he'll do it again, Like, Is this your childhood crush or his? Because one story is way cooler than the other. Like, if it's your childhood crush, that's hilarious. Yeah? Just make up a name, like Jack Smith. Jack Smith was the hottest guy in your school. And then your husband banged him. <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, where is it? Dear dear my husband broke my heart when he cheated on me with his childhood crush. There it is. He managed to stay to cover, but I'm beside myself as he's going to a school reunion next week, and she will be there. <laughs> um, I'm forty one. My husband's forty three. We've been married for sixteen years and have two boys, aged twelve and eleven. Two years ago, my husband went out for drinks one night with two old school friends. With two old school friends, sorry, a woman and a man. I didn't bat an eyelid as we were happy and I felt secure. And um, when there was no sign of him the next morning, mm, I began to worry. Mm, I dialed his n- mobile countless times, but he didn't answer. Using Find My Phone, I could see he was on the other side of town, so I decided to go to the house. Jesus. just wait is it? <laughs> he eventually called while I was on my way. He told me he and his male school friend went back to the woman's house for more drinks and they fell asleep something in my gut said he was lying, so I asked to speak to the man I could hear a woman in the background stammering, he said he'd just left so I told him I was on my way and it would be lovely to meet his old school friend, eventually my husband admitted he'd messed up, Jesus he crumbled under pressure I didn't even check in with this woman like, are you willing to back this lie? she was like, yeah, sure (laughs) But he just crumbled. Just crumbled. Yeah, that's when you know someone who's actually probably deep down a good guy. And he's just messed up. Because he, he couldn't withstand that pressure at all. Um, he can apologise enough when he arrived home. He told me he'd always fancied her at school, but she hadn't been interested. So when she started flirting with him, he lost his head. Uh, we've stayed together and managed to patch things up. Even though he has never actually admitted he cheated. Okay, maybe he didn't. I can't tell him not to go to reunion because I feel that would be unfair. But I am in tears each time I think about it. I'm worried she'll flutter her eyelashes again and he'll stray. Um, so he hadn't actually said he cheated. Um, and I'm not sure why he would just fall apart and come clean if he, um, and not tell you that he's cheated, if he actually had cheated, you know what I mean? Or maybe he actually just feels really bad for like, still fancying her and falling asleep at her house Maybe I'm chatting shit and he'd SMASH those big doors in That's <laughs> what I don't know But you, you can actually ask him not to go to a reunion by the way Especially if the woman who he cheated on you with is at the reunion like, he's kind of messed up his ability to go to the reunion by doing that. But if he hasn't cheated, then, hey, why don't you just get to the bottom of that? Why don't you just find out? let put the pressure on. Just ask him. You see, he crumbles after one minor line of questioning. Just, just go in again. You know, just while he's eating his dinner, he might choke on his peas or he might just go, hey, look, nothing happened you might put your mind at ease. Maybe you go to a reunion as well. she'll say, corner her and ask her. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's, that's the healthiest thing to do. Go to the school reunion, wear a wig, make up a, a girl's name, yeah, and you just be you say, yeah, I used to be in your class, don't you remember me? Oh my god, you like the coolest girl at school. Anyway, what do you think about that guy? <laughs> just get her to spill the beans. You get a vibe, you'll know. So you see her eyes either light up or she's just like him. You know, like, we're friends. And he's funny, but uh, no. And then you'll be like, oh, wow, this is actually more sad. That uh, my husband just fancies the shit out of this woman. And she doesn't give a shit. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what you need to do. Anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. Uh, you can hear my, my voices. Very strange. Um, I've battered my body for a weekend, and I'll I will go back to not drinking anymore. So that's fun. All right, people, that's the end of the pod. Um, yeah. Peace and oh, my new sign out. Obviously, if you, uh, if you, agreed with anything I've said on this pod, then chill out. It's just an opinion. If you disagree with what I've said, chill out. It's just a joke. Alright, that's the end of the pod. Peace.